Want to know what it looks like to take a strategic approach to networking? I for sure do. Tune into this special episode of the Enough Already podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan, and in every episode, we talk about finding the courage to turn your unique strengths, perspective, and experience into a profitable, purpose-driven consulting or coaching business. Today, I'm putting myself on the hot seat. I asked Contacts Count President and Networking Guru, Vern Schellinger, to do an on-air coaching session with me to help me craft my own personal and business networking strategy. You see, I'm in the middle of a move from Orlando where I've lived for like the past 31 years to Denver and I have so many people I need to meet. I have people I need to meet to help me with my house and my move to get set up. I need to meet friends. I need to meet new business associates and colleagues and clients. And so I want to go about finding those people in a strategic way, not like the haphazard way that I'm used to. I really want to get strategic like Vern suggests because it's going to save me time. It's going to make the process way more enjoyable and I'm going to meet the right people, the one I authentically connect with, which is what you want from your networking as well, right? Who has extra time going to endless networking event or emails that yield those lukewarm responses that are like, Mmm, sounds interesting. Good luck with that. So you want to be a fly on a wall as Vern coaches me on how to network smarter? Listen in to this on-air coaching session. Want to know what it looks like to create an intentional relationship-based networking strategy? I have Vern on here again, who is my guest last week, and he's going to use me as the guinea pig and show you exactly what it looks like here on the Enough Already podcast. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Vern, and I'm going to let you lead me through your intentional relationship-based networking strategy approach using my recent and upcoming move to Denver to come up with my strategy for what I'm going to do for my networking. So over to you. You're in charge now. All right. So, Betsy, uh, you recently told me that you're moving to Denver. Uh, and so whenever you make a big move like that with a family, there's lots of things that you need to accomplish. Uh, and networking and finding the right resources can really be helpful and make things you know, easier and a much smoother transition. So what are some of the key problems or issues or things that you feel that are you're going to you know you're going to need to deal with it in this transition to to Denver. Oh my gosh, I have so many different levels. That is such a great question. Um, so I have transitionary issues. I've got like reestablishing my basic life issues. I'd put it in that bucket, and then it's reestablishing my business and what I want to do in my business to the next level. So should we take each one of them separately, or should I just give one example? Uh. Let's start with one example and see how that goes. And then if it, uh, you know, if we, if we nail that one, we'll go on to the next one or, or maybe we'll, we'll just focus on one. Well, it's interesting as you say this, because I didn't think of all of these as these are networking opportunities. So even by asking that question, it's like, okay, so um, I'll just lay it out and you could decide which way you want to go. So from a moving standpoint, I know I need people on the other side who can help unload the truck and set things up and be sort of like, I'm looking for my beck and call handyman, you know, who's going to follow along the house with me and just like hang up whatever I want, wherever I want it, because I don't know exactly where my things are going to go there. So I have like that level issue. I have the other things where I've lived in Orlando since 91 and I usually get pretty committed to 
the person who's done my hair. So I've done, <laughs> I have the same person now who's done my hair since my baby was in a car yeah. seat, my baby who just moved out in her own apartment. Yeah. So like my hair person, my nail person, my dentist, my doctor, yeah. you know, where do I take my car? Like all that stuff. So I have that level stuff. And then I need to make some friends, you know, got to meet some people and make some friends. Yeah. And then, um, I want to get connected to the Denver business community, you know, from a right. um, couple different angles. Like I'm looking to up-level my speaking opportunities. Like I've been working on my speaking and I want to get some of those more live opportunities. I want to connect with more women entrepreneurs. And then my business is in a new transitionary phase where, you know, I've really been pushing myself to like more of a thought leadership type of place. So I'm looking to, uh, get more on podcasts and use my voice more and, you know, eventually write a book or whatever. So I have like all these different aspirational stuff, but then I have my basics of like, who's going to help me hang some pictures. <laughs> okay. See, I got uh, a lot of needs, right? You have a lot I didn't of know they were all networking. <laughs> well, well, some of them probably are, are more suitable to networking than others. Um, but let me ask you this. Um, did you say, uh, your is your daughter out in in Denver already, or your husband's daughter? In yes, my husband's daughter. Okay, I consider her my daughter now too. So my yeah, bonus, well, my bonus yeah, daughter's bonus daughter. out there. Okay, all right. Well, how long has she been in Denver? Only a couple of years. Okay, but I mean, would she be somebody to to first of all reach out to? Uh, I oh mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, in terms of the handyman and and those types of things, because because one of the things that we we talk about in contacts count is people really have four networks and one of those networks is their friends and family. And what we find in contacts count is a lot of times people undervalue that or don't leverage that to the extent that they could. Uh, they just, they don't talk about, you know, some of their needs or business needs or whatever they need. And obviously uh, if, if your, if your daughter's out there, you know, maybe she knows somebody. Or or can or can direct you to a resource that could help you find the handyman and you know the things you need for the home. That's true, and I've also bonded really well with my realtor, who I also now consider as a friend because we've spent many many hours yeah, in the car. Yeah. And, so she and might be a resource. Absolutely, absolutely. Think of think of realtors. That's what they do. They 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 want to know you know what are they, what are the schools like what you know what's the community like i mean they they're walking encyclopedias cuz that's that's what they're they're trying to match you know the buyer the new house buyer to the neighborhood the schools whatever it is that that the buyer is looking for so yeah and 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 when the real estate inter, you know person introduces you to somebody then then remember that somebody then if you start to develop a relationship with them, then you have access to their whole network. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right. So there's a real multiplier effect when you think about anybody in your network now can introduce you to other people in their network. So if I were going to be strategic, so using the strategic competency out of the context count competencies, would I be writing down everybody I could possibly know who's currently there in the Denver area. Cause I do know, I'm just starting to find out like there's people through the 
through conversations, like, like one of my favorite clients lives in the place that I'm moving to. So he's for sure one I could put on the list. But then I just talked to a friend of mine who told me that other mutual friends, like a friend of a friend who I don't Mm -hmm. know well, they live in my new town. I didn't know about that. And then they said, oh yeah, you know, this person. And then I just found out like every time I say I moved to Denver, somebody always says like, oh yeah, I know so-and-so should I be writing these people's names down and getting their contact information? Yes, I would. I would, because it's, again, it's, it's easy to, and, and most people are pretty gracious about these types of things. When you think about it, if, if, if you reach out to a friend of a friend, I got your name from John, um, you know, and um, I've known John for a long time and, you know, and I'm, I just, I'm, I just moved to Denver and I'm looking for X or I, you know, I need help with this. And John thought you might be able to help me. Person's either going to say, no, I don't. I can't help you with that at all. Right? Or yeah, I have the perfect guy for you, a perfect gal for you. And, and and so sometimes networking is when you reach out for things like that. It it you know they're either going to say yes or no. You're going to say no, I can't help you, or yes, I can. And if you do that enough, you're going to get some yeses. Well, so what I know other people would say, like the conversation that would be going on in my head when you say that, that I know other people would have the same conversations like, oh, I don't really want to bother people. They don't want they don't want some stranger reaching out to them. What would yeah. you say to that? Well, what I would say to that is, is again, it's it's dependent on, let's say it's John, is your friend in Denver that you know, and he has a relationship with you, okay? And, and you know him well enough. when people really are advocates or have strong relationships with one another, then when John refers you to Mary, who's, you know, in his network, Mary has enough trust and faith in John that this person that, you know, he's referring is somebody who's worth talking to. Or John John could say, look, I've got a friend moving to Denver. Would you mind? Because you always ask for permission. Would you mind talking to her about X, Y, Z? And the person could say, no, I, I'm too busy. I can't do it right now. Or they could say, sure, John, I'll be happy to. And I think in most cases that my experience, I mean, pretty high percentage, 90% of the time, person's happy to talk to you, happy to help you figure it out somehow, some way. Yeah, so, so people have a bias for helping. So people, are, they're not going to be like, I'll put out. That's like maybe more of a, a myth that we have in our heads more than a reality. Yeah. Well, and, and again, it, and the, the point that I made about, you know, John reaching out to get permission. I mean, what what people shouldn't do and what is a mistake is is John give you Mary's name and say, just give Mary a call. And all of a sudden now you're calling Mary out of the blue. And who is this Betsy person and why is she calling me? You know, that 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 doesn't work. That that is a negative. OK, so, so it'd be better to have your mutual friend do a virtual introduction yeah. before you reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, what I would call a warm introduction. In other words, you know, they, they know each other, they have a relationship. I've got, you know, my friend Betsy's moving out here. You know, do you think you might be able to help her or give her some, I know she's looking for these at least five or six things. Do you think any one of these you might be able to help her with? And, you know, Mary will say yes or no. Cool. Uh, or okay. I can help her with these two, but I, I don't know anybody, you know, in this area. So, so then for the basic stuff that I talked about with my transition and kind of like reestablishing my life for all those referrals, the simplest strategy is 
making a list of everybody I know, taking note of everybody who I've talked to, like, oh, I know so-and-so and so-and-so lives there, making a note of all of those things, reaching out to those people, asking for introductions and yeah. and take it from there. So that takes care yeah. of the basic stuff. Is there anything yeah. else I should be doing for the basic stuff? Well, the only other thing for the for the basic stuff is as you know, John's introducing you to Mary, you may or may not have an opportunity, depending depends on the individual. Again, Mary may introduce you to somebody in her network. You know, Mary might say, Oh, well, I, I don't know anybody in that area, but I know my friend Joan. And she knows every she knows every hairdresser in Denver, okay. <laughs> and so now you want to talk to Joan, right? So, so then it's just continuing on with the the different referrals and using some of the contacts counts principles around the teaching, the learning, and the mutual going back and forth, being of value to Mary, being a value of Joan, being a value to John. Yeah, and and so in that teaching. You know, people probably will ask you, so what do you do? So you have an opportunity to tell them just, you know, two sentences about your business, right? Uh, who knows? They they might know this new person who's a coach and is looking for, you know, a consultant to help them. Like I said, this is the things that, that can happen through networking to me still amaze me. This is this is the that's the power of human connection. I mean, these are basically strangers to you right now. And all of a sudden they could be given your business. That's awesome. Okay. What yeah. about, what about like making new friends in a new city? You know, that that's like a, I've been here in Orlando, as I mentioned, since 91, 91 Yeah. you know, so it's like starting off fresh with a new, new set of friends. I mean, obviously I excited to be with my, my daughter and my niece is out there. Um, so I'm super excited about that. My bonus niece. So, yeah. you know, we have that as a starting point. What would you suggest about finding like-minded friends in a new town using the networking skill sets? Uh, well, so this is another area where, I, you know, the strategic competency would come into play. Um, um, what are your interests? What are your hobbies? Um, using, you know, using something, you know, go to Google and start to see if there's there's this type of a, a hobby or this type of a club in, in, you know, in, in the Denver area. Um, and, and so, um, when you're thinking about joining a club or a professional organization or anything like that, I mean, you, you, you've got to do your due diligence. You've got to kind of check it out and, 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 you know, read what you can, uh, make a phone call, email people, get information, go to a meeting, uh, and, and, and get a feel for it and see if that, that works for you, whether it's a, like I said, whether it's a hobby, whether it's a, um, you know, a political organization, whether it's a religious organization, whatever, whatever it is, whatever, whatever it is you're looking for, take the strategic approach and then try to find people that you can connect with who know something about that and learn from them. So it still goes back to like, I know there's other competencies that, that are in the contacts count system, but it seems like the the main ones are the strategic approach and the relational, um, the sharing, you know, what your need is, the teaching and learning seems to be the most critical components out of all of them. 
Yes. In fact, the online program we're building, um, we've decided to, you know, we're going to do it in phases. And the four, what we're calling foundational competencies are your, your network or identity, how you think, feel, and act related to networking, taking a strategic approach, communicating your expertise, and deepening your interactions, learning about, you know, other people. Those are the four. If you have those four, um, you know, you can really up your game quite a bit in, in a short period of time, you know, in, so in three to six. So if I were going to say a strategic approach, so let's say my, I'm a woman entrepreneur. So the people who, the women I would want to connect with are probably similarly wired, like women who, you yeah. know, are the entrepreneurial minded type of people, which relates also to the business side. So they kind of do go hand in hand, but not everybody but, but I still just want to meet people to hang out with. What would yeah. be the difference between like, I'm looking for potential clients because I support men and women and from a business standpoint, but from a social standpoint, you know, women entrepreneurs would probably be, you know, people who would resonate, I would resonate with where, yeah. how do you, where do you see the overlap or, or do you just see them kind of like they're two different strategies that you would be looking at? Well, it might be two different strategies, but you may find a woman who's, you know, in in both camps. Uh, yeah, I, um, I mean, there's certainly woman entrepreneurs in Denver, and and you know, there might be a woman's entrepreneur, you know, club or you know, workshop in Denver. Um, uh, and again, it's it's pretty easy in this world of information to start to Google things or, or do some research and, and you'll get information about any of those things. And then the other thing that I was going to say about that is, I mean, you've got lots of clients and former clients. Uh, have you thought about, do, do all of them know you're moving to Denver? By the time this podcast airs, they will. <laughs> I don't think they all know yet. Um, okay. Or maybe, I don't know. Well, I, my, it's it's as of the end of the month, I will have to inform everybody by that point in time. Okay. My point is how many of your current and former clients potentially know people in Denver that they could introduce you to? Oh, probably quite a few. Quite a quite a few. Mm -hmm. All, so again, this is this is uh, you know, communicating, it's not your expertise, but you're communicating to someone something that's going on in your life and you know and you've got a broad audience there and the odds are some of these somebody's going to know oh my brother lives in denver or um whoever and they're going to at least there's going to be potential connections from just that that group of people right there that's true and by doing this podcast, there's probably a lot of people who are listening and who know people <laughs> who know the absolute best hairdresser. I'll be explicit about, I'll teach you my need, the best hairdresser. Right. I'm going to yeah. be in Parker. I need the best nail person who can get me in and out in 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's important to me. Um, let's see. Oh, I need a house cleaner. Somebody who's, who, um, my, I love my house. The lady who cleaned my house was like family. So I want somebody who's like family. Yeah. So that's another need. So now I'm, yeah. I'm teaching everybody my immediate needs immediate and super needs. cool girls to hang out with. with that's right. Yeah. And ideally the magical ideal world is the couple friend, you know, for my husband and I, which, yeah. you know, yeah. 
I'll, I'll buy somebody lots of drinks if they could find the unicorn <laughs> couple friend. Cause apparently that's not easy to find. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. That's a more difficult, difficult thing to find. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. when you do coaching with people, like, do you kind of like brainstorm like this, or are we just kind of like doing a little triage? Like, how would you actually, like, if you're working for through a multi-coaching session where yeah. I do want to, I do want to start finding more clients and my husband for sure wants to find more clients, his business, he likes it to be more locally based. Mine's more virtual. Like, what would you do with somebody like him who you're working with on a multi, a multi-session type of level? How would you help him? Well, we would always start with the networking competency assessment and, and take that. And then we'd sit down and kind of go through that almost competency by competency, um, you know, competencies that some people are strong in. We don't need to spend as much time and talk a little bit about some examples on how you've used the skills. And if they've got those skills, then, you know, we don't need to spend time there. So it's and so getting a sense of which skills the person needs the most. And then, you know, what are the goals and objectives? Mm -hmm. So in the example you just said for your, your husband, um, you know, he's got more of a local business. So should it be, you know, so where, where should he go in terms of building his local business? Chambers of Commerce. I'm sure there's, you know, one or more Chambers of Commerce in the Denver area. Uh, that'd be one opportunity. Um, Again, just using whatever network he has in 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 Denver, either an existing person in Denver or people who can introduce him to people who are in Denver. Um, so we'd start to try to identify those people. Um, might even get to the point of saying, "Okay, if you're going to have this meeting, what's your objective in this meeting? Uh, you know, what can you tell them about your business? How would you communicate your expertise? You know, here's." Here are some good questions, you know, what we call stop and think questions um, to, to, if to engage the other person and learn about their, their, who they are and what they're all about. And then we, you know, kind of debrief, you know, next meeting, we might debrief that conversation and other conversations. Um, if your husband said, wow, it went really well, these skills really work. I'm just going to continue to use them. Or I had trouble, you know, with, with the, what do you do question? I didn't do it very well. Okay. Let's talk about that. What, what went wrong? What went right? How would you, you know, how do you improve it? And then just, you know, focus on the skills. And then over time, again, see the types of results that people typically get. You know, I met this great person and he's introduced me here and I've got a new, now I've got a new client. Um, so, so over so a two to three month, uh, you know, four month, uh, coaching assignment, um, you know, those are the types of outcomes that that uh, that we can achieve with, with clients. Okay, so because I, you and I did the assessment before, so I think that there was an assumption because I've already done the assessment with you, so yeah. we went straight into strategy. But typically, yeah. what you're going to do is you're going to first start off with the assessment, then you're going to work with somebody through developing the skills first as, as you do the strategy. So we jumped into strategy, but if you're dealing yeah. with somebody over several months, it would be working on the skill sets and the strategy. And the strategy. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So let's, so as you're coaching me, so our, my first step is like clarifying my goals. So you would have already, you already did this. I already did the assessment. I don't remember what my scores were. I think it did. All right. You did. All right. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't remember them right off the top of my head. I should, I probably should have pulled that out before we had this session. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, okay, so the assessment was done and then I'm working through my strategy. So let's say we get to the professional stuff. You're going to help me with my what I do, my what I do to sentencer. So yeah. um, can you coach me through the what I do to a point where you would feel good about it? Like, yes, Betsy feels like, like I feel comfortable with how she's going to respond to the what I do. You want to do that right now? Yeah. Okay. Well, you would, you had said something earlier that sounded pretty good to me. So um, which one? So if I were going to say, all right, so what I'm not going to say is I'm not going to say, oh, I'm a, I'm a brand messaging strategist for consultants and coaches like right. that. I'm not going to say, correct. Right. right. So okay. again, the first, the first sentence is something that you do best. So again, this is, um, I help, you know, uh, business coaches and consultants. Um, again, build their business in such a way that they get tremendous results. That's too general. It, it's got to be a more specific. Um, so, so what I would like, there's a difference between what's the outcome of what I'm going to help people do or what I do best. Like what I think I do best is I really, I'm the, I think I'm best at helping people put words to describe, you know, the value of what they do either verbally or on mark and copy or in their content. Like I know how to draw to people's heads, you know, what's in their heart, what's in their minds of what they're great at and put words to it so that they can use those words to attract the right person or manifest whatever their dream business is. Is that too much? Yeah, that that's too much. Uh, that might be that almost might be after you've you know said the two sentences. If people say, "Well, how do you do that?" What ah. You just what you just said is is like a, a deeper layer of that. Um, so um, I, mean, I help. Work... I am best. I so what I do best then is I help. Um, consultants, coaches, speakers, people of a personal brand, um, create profitable businesses that align with their purposes and their gifts. Yeah. Right. Something like that. You know, what, what do you do? I help in exactly what you just said. That's kind of the first sentence. That's what you're is, best at. Is that a good one? Or would you give me feedback? How could I make that one better? Uh, say it again. Um, I help. I help uh, consultants, coaches, speakers, trainers, people who have a personal brand um, build build businesses that align with their purpose and their their authentic strengths and passions. Might you reverse that and start with, I work with people to help them find their strengths, their passions. And build businesses around them. I help people monetize their best at strengths and their and their passions in their business. Like I help the people. Well, bottom line, I guess I help people figure out what businesses they love. Or it's almost like what's the what's the big promise that? Yeah. Like okay, so you worked with me. What would you say the value or outcome you got from us working together? The value that I that I 
that I personally got was, and, and I said this, you know, from the first time we met, I needed somebody to hold my hand going through this whole, whole process. <laughs> and, you know, because this is, you know, I'm in like, I'm in, in a world that I don't know anything about and don't have a lot of skills. Uh, and yet I know where, you know, obviously I know contacts count and I want contacts count to be successful, but that in itself is not going to build the business or grow the business. So it, it's been, you know, you've taken me on a journey from, you know, helping me, helping me, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, harness my passion, my desires, you know, to build a business and have, have brought me through this journey, you know, when hopefully a year from now, you'd say something like, you know, helping people launch businesses and within the first year, help drive revenue by, you know, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or 50% or I don't know if you, you have statistics like that, but, but something like that. I think what people consistently say is I finally have a business that looks and feels like me. I help them. I help pe people yeah. that like, I help them harness, like help them leverage the, the best of them, like launch a business that looks and feels like them. Like it's the right business for them. I help people start the right businesses for the right reasons that, um, you know, in the right way, like that, so that my promise isn't, I'm, I'm trying to manage my promise because it's almost like my, I'm going to kind of launch you when you're done. You know, you might come back to me when you need help with content, but a lot of my work is done in terms of like, I'm not like, I'll give you the platform for success, but then, you know, somebody else might help you, you know, with all, you know, Facebook ads or other things like that in the future. But my, my goal is, is I give you a platform for success. I give you a platform that looks and feels like you. So I'm going to accelerate your business launch, sidestep the wasted time and money. And I'm going to give you a, a, a website that that establishes your credibility, you know, makes you feel good, you know? So it's like, you have this online platform that looks and feels like you like, it's like, or maybe I would say I help people. I help, like I take people from idea to launch. I'll, I guide people through the journey from idea to launch. I, or I help people start business or maybe it's just as simply, I start businesses that they love. I, I help people create successful businesses that, and then you, what you said that, that feel like them, something mm -hmm. like that. It can yeah. be as short as that. I help people launch successful. I help. And maybe you add, I help, um, you know, small businesses, coaches, consultants, launch businesses, successful businesses that really, that, that they tell me feel that, again, that reflects who they, that reflect, who they are. You know, yeah who they are and what they want. Wow. Okay. Yes. So I help small, I help, um, I help consultants, coaches, and entrepreneurs, speakers start businesses that are set up for profits that, that, um, that, um, reflect their authentic passions and what they want to create in the world. Or I help them set up businesses that have the best potential to make money, make a difference and do what they love. Yeah. Yeah. I think something like that. Okay. So you you can see how as we go through the different iterations, it gets it gets a little tighter, it gets a little better, it gets easier. It get you get comfortable saying it. 
So I help consultants, coaches, speakers set up businesses that will make them money, make a difference and let them do what they love or help them get paid to do what they love. Yeah. Yeah. All, all of those are good. I mean, again, you, you continue to play with that and, you know, I mean, that, that will work. It, 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 it's, it's all about, you know, the individual feeling really comfortable with what they're saying. Got it. Right? What's the second sentence? So that's the, the first sentence. The second sentence is an example. Over the over the last 12 months, I've helped Vern Schellinger go from, you know, um, from point A, you know, you need a little specificity to launching contacts count um, into a, you know, uh, into a, I've helped him go from zero to the point where he's launching, you know, uh, contacts count or something like that. Okay. So now, I would now, say something. I, now I'm using myself. If you have someone else that you've worked with, that's, that's a better example. You use them. Don't use me. So well, you're a good example. So, okay. okay. So I would say something like someone asked me, what do you do? It's like, you know, what I do is I help, I help um, people start businesses that, um, that will allow them to make money, make a difference and help them do what they love. So for example, I've been working with Vern, who's an absolute advocate for networking and using the power of human connection to um, help job seekers and entrepreneurs find clients and find find their next employer. And I've helped him bring this dream business to life in what he's always had. And now he has it here. Yeah. You just need to make that a little shorter and tighter, that second sentence. Okay. Yeah. So for the past 12 months, I've been working with Vern and he, who's a super advocate for um, helping people harness the power of networking to transform their careers and lives. And he now has a business that reflects that in an online presence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I just need to come prepared with examples, but let's say I was going to a woman entrepreneur group. I might use a woman of my woman that I've been working with, or maybe I swap out like what I swap out examples based on where I am. Yeah. That's something we didn't touch upon actually, Betsy. The fact of the matter is you know, the what do you do question is not, there's not a single answer to the what do you to do question. You can have multiple answers because it's it's something you're best at. Well, you're best at OD, you're best at, you know, marketing, you're most best at branding. I mean, you could have multiple answers to the what do you do question, depending on the audience or the person or the situation that, that you know, that you're talking to. So when I was, uh, you know, searching for a job, I've got background in human resources. I got background in learning development and training. I had an answer for what do you do in terms of HR. I had a what do you do answer if it was if I was at the Association for Talent Development. So okay. So now all right, so now I kind of see I see what you're talking about here. So ultimately as we're putting a bow on my little on-air coaching session with Vern to give everybody an example. Um so in order for me to make a good networking strategy, step one is I need to, one, assess myself against the competencies, make sure I have the right mindset and I'm considering the, my networking in a more strategic way. Step two is really identifying my network and remembering that my network is probably bigger than I think it is. So my network includes family and it includes friends, but includes friends of friends and friends of colleagues. And I've got to be looking at my network like that. Third 
is being clear on my teach part about what it is that I do. So if I'm asking for a referral for something to be as specific about the kind of referral I'm looking for so that I can make it easy for people and I need to be prepared with my what I do if I'm talking from a business standpoint and learning how to um, customize it for the different audiences. So with these takeaways from our coaching session, do you feel like I have like good next steps to say, well, this is what I need to do? Or is there other next steps that you would give me for this initial coaching session with you? Well, the other, um, and, and this may be just the first session and we may stop there. The other the other natural follow-on to this is, you know, once you get the what do you do question down pat, you if you have a great what do you do question uh, and people start to ask you questions then about, well, tell me more and so forth and so on. Then you can you can go into a short story, which would be the next skill that we we teach people to 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 you know create these short stories. And we've got a simple formula. Um, it's it's basically um, you know what we call the five S formula. You know the segue. How do you segue into the the, the, the story? Well, that reminds me of a client that I just worked with. Here's the situation. The client came to me and had these issues and problems. Um, here was the um, the solution. Here's you know here or no here's here was the came the client came to me with this. Here was the problem that this client had. Here was the solution, and here was the significance. And and so just using that, you could I'm, you'd have a hundred stories probably about right. how you you know with each one of your clients. So you could you could tell that story. Um, it was similar to the example I used about you know cello from Kenya and Jeff asked me so what's new, and I'm saying I have to tell you about my new client at the World Bank. That was the segue, uh, and then I told him the situation and I told him that, you know, the problem he was trying to network. And then Jeff said, well, I know somebody who could, you know, from South Africa. And so that story, not only did I tell the story, but I, by, by telling the story, I made this unbelievable connection for these two guys who were both from Africa. So, so it's the strategy, it's the skills and it's the stories. You get all of these things together. So it's like you, you're in be ready so that's why yes. in some ways, like the ad hocness is like, don't go to your networking events until you get some of these things down pat so you can make the most out of them. Most of it, yes. That, cool. and, that's, and that's why so many people, again, struggle with networking. They, they hear and they read, networking is important, you should do this. They go to networking events without any strategy, without any preparation. And they, you know, they have a difficult time you know, communicating with people or it just, it just becomes a, a negative experience, which, you know, when we have negative experiences in our life, we say, well, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> that didn't feel good. Right. And so it just turns people off from networking. And that's, and that's what causes a lot of the myths and a lot of the frustrations and a lot of the negative talk about, about networking because of, because of that. Wow. Well, thank you so much for my coaching call. Um, this was super me. helpful. I feel very prepared. <laughs> um, okay, so if other people well, want to have coaching with you, how do they get a hold of you? Like, what's the steps to work with you? Um, all they need to do is go to the to the website contactscount.com. 
and you'll see the page there for individual coaching. Uh, a number of options are available in the frequently asked questions and give me a call. And probably the best place to start if they're interested in exploring this is to take the networking competency assessment. And with that, um, you know, we can go from there from that networking competency assessment to decide whether or not, you know, they want to work with, with, with contacts count. Uh, I'm confident that they should, and they probably, uh, you know, want to when, if they've, they've come that far. And they'll get a free consult just to make sure, I assume. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we're awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad to have you on the show twice. Um, and I really wanted to have you on for so many reasons, lots of, I'm super excited about your website. And I have to say out of all the brands that we've done, yours is by far the most fun. I just, I love what the team did with yours. It's so fun. But the other thing is, is that I love this strategic relational approach. You and I are very much aligned in that way is that I believe that marketing like networking is simply serving people you just haven't met yet, you know, or yeah. that you don't know yet. And I love the idea of having marketing feel like something that seems like marketing is a task and is something awful and turning it into something that's not a chore, but joy and something fun and something uh -huh. that is just all in alignment with our values. So I hope if anybody has been listening in for this episode or the one beforehand, that you will walk away with that conviction that I think you and I both share is that it's, it's about relationships and that's what we're all about. And it doesn't have to be, it's not icky. I think we have a quote, you know, if you think it's icky, you're doing it wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Yep. Wall Street Journal article, it said, uh, if you think networking is dirty, you're doing it wrong. Um, yep. And that that's so true. Um, from everything that Contacts Count has learned and working with, with lots of people and being able to, to show people the light, people who thought it was icky and didn't like it and all of a sudden, uh, are able to to build relationships and see the results and the outcomes and the transformations from the power of human connection. Fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Vern. I really appreciate right. it. Thank you, Betsy. So if you want a more strategic approach to your networking, please check out Vern's website at www.contactscount.com. And while you're there, join my team and I in celebrating the official launch of this website. We've been working hard with Vern to help him pinpoint exactly what makes Contacts Count unique and one of a kind. We worked with him to create messages. My team created amazing website copy that really draws out his personality and what makes this organization so unique. And then my amazing design team created a really fun and engaging design. So definitely check it out. And if you want an online home like Vern got that expresses the essence of who you are, your unique mission, your personality, your voice, my team and I would love to help you. So go ahead and book a call with me at www.betsyjordanwithay.com forward slash schedule. And let's chat about your project. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review enough already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at betsyjordan.com and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y and you'll learn all about our end-to-end -end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait, start today.